God, that was good. Hey, we're back. Bond we episode 127. I'm Matt. That's Justice. We're both sitting up on the chairs now. Yes. You know, I judged you before. It's kind of comfortable. It's, it's significantly if, more comfortable than if you sat down regularly. If it was like a little bit wider because I'm taller on there. So like I, my legs initially just take this up. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. Eventually, not now because it's getting warmer, but towards the winter, we should get one of those, uh, the, not the Tommy Matt, the... The heated blanket thing mm. that the Japanese have. And oh. that's how we should record some of the episodes. Uh, like the giant, like the yeah. table with, I mean, you can yeah, make it I yourself. Know, I, I know you, what you're talking about. The, it'd be so cool just sitting around with you a little couple, like little green tea. Dude, listen, green tea sucks. Do we talk about Japan this podcast? I want to save it for cross. But so we'll I mean, an, we can, no, we'll do it. We'll do a special for cross specifically mm-hmm. about Japan. We need to do that this week though. And upload yeah. it. So I know we're watching. We went to Japan. Uh, I went also to Korea and China and like Russia and he, like, he definitely didn't do any of that. He did go to Japan. That's the only thing. Dude, he did. that flight. Okay. We won't talk uh, about Japan, but we'll talk about the flight. Dude, that sucked. Yeah. I, so that's your, your first time in a plane, right? Mm-hmm. Ever. So Ever what, flying. So, I feel like I handled it fairly well. He did until we're like taking off on the runway. I'm like, Justice, we're taking off. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's over there just like, nah, it wasn't even quite like that. It was just more of that, like, just trying to get him to look it, at the especially window. the the first flight off. Because one once you get the first takeoff, like we we had a connecting flight. And, I mean, at that point, you're doing, like, a 15-hour well, we, thing. Like, I got plenty of flight experience at this point. Oh, yeah. Just the, walked into the cockpit. <laughs> Boys, got a whole two hours. I mean. Dude, look, we it, literally, we spent more time on delays in Des Moines than we spent literally in the air. Mm-hmm. We spent, like. Well, Chicago. Like, no, no, well. even in Des Moines. Like, we hit cruising altitude in mm-hmm. from Des Moines to Chicago. And then two seconds later, they're like, we're going to start a descent here. Then we land. Like, we had a 45-minute layover, right? Which we said was the scariest part about this entire trip is when we had 45 minutes between O'Hare, in the O'Hare airport, to get on our next plane. We got to one uh, three hours early. I, I had that dad mentality of, like, yo, we got to be early. We got we to gotta have everything ready. And we just sat in the airport for about an hour and a half. It, it took a while, I think, to get through mm-hmm. everything. So we get through security. Never got then, to eat my Lunchable. He bought a lunch ball and never got it. He's like, you only got this. Because the moment everyone got there, it's like, all right, we're going through. And it's like, what about my lunch ball? I said we can wait and eat it. You're like, no, just get rid of it. Well, because at that point, uh, I w- our friend DJ, he was like on the move. Yeah, and he, he, was was like, just, he was just like gone. Well, his okay. mother, no, the thing is, his mother was there too. Mm-hmm. She went through security. She said she would buy us a lunch if we got through quick. I'm like, there's no way we're getting through quick. There's five of us and she has TSA pre-check. Yeah. Which that line was significantly shorter. Yeah. But I don't think we really needed it. Once you got through Des Moines, you never needed it again. Because Japanese TSA, it's like, oh, you got drugs? No. Come right on in. Did you open the door? Come right on in. Gates yeah, open. It was, it was fairly quick. A part it was of- too easy to get in. But to be fair, you already had to go through, like, American. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, there's a whole bunch of people coming through that country. But it's we like- also pre-filled out, like, everything. So we oh, just yeah, had we- to scan stuff. Yeah, we're just walking, like, beep, beep, beep. Which the the annoying thing was at one point one of the things that we had to fill out we never used at all. That that second QR code that was like the custom stuff for Japan, because we had the the health stuff. Oh uh, well, you still fill it out. I mean, if you there was another yeah. point to scan it if you got stopped at security. Okay. So I think it was an if thing if you get stopped. 
No, but I will say, so back to what I was saying. So we get to the Des Moines airport like three hours early, right? Mm-hmm. Go yeah, through, was, get food. one of these. Yeah. So we, whole story, because this is going to be clip justice. So get to Des Moines airport three hours early. Mm-hmm. Go first of all, United Airlines is like we hand them our suitcase. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll be nice. <laughs> this woman like WWE grabbed it. Was like, huh, like Jake's suitcase did this, like, yeah. it bounced, and I was like, okay, maybe Jake's was heavy, and Jake's there was nothing in there. Then she grabs mine, just chucks it, which makes sense why all of our stuff got like destroyed on the way back. But besides that, get through security, get some food, wait at the gate, and then we're about the board. And it's like, okay, we're supposed to board like five minutes ago. What boarding was supposed to start? Wait, wait, wait. People finally come off. So we're like 15 minutes behind. But I'm like, oh, they have leeway in this whole flight. So it's supposed to be an hour and a half from when we boarded to when we landed, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time we had boarded, the worst part was so many people had big luggage. They're like, oh, there's not enough space overhead. You're going to have to check your bag. So Justice and I had to have our bag checked below. And we got there like halfway. Like, um, we were half. Uh, yeah, we were halfway in, in the. Pl- yeah. But the problem was, like, they don't separate groups even more. So everyone's just crowded. They're like, group one, come up. And everyone's already crowded. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, come on. Because the that situa- was the smallest plane we did. Yeah, that plane was small. You could probably count everyone on that plane uh, really. There easy. wasn't a bathroom on that one, was there? There was. All the oh. way in the back. It was like a tiny bathroom. I mean, they're all tiny. Besides that, Justice and I have to check our bag so it goes below. And at this point, I'm getting nervous because, like, we were supposed to take off, like, 20 minutes ago. So, like, every minute we lose in Des Moines, we're losing in our 45-minute layover. And DJ was like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. I was like, we're not going to be fine. It's 45 minutes. And if we land in Terminal C, if we land in what, uh, Terminal? It's Terminal 1, but terminal. the gate, like. So, so, you have O'Hare, the whole thing like this. But there's a satellite port. I'm like, if we land in the satellite, we got to go all the way over here. That's Which the like worst case scenario. Underground yeah. thing. And we landed probably at the two. We had to like land at the furthest point and go to the furthest point. So we, no, no. So back to Des Moines. So we're already having the wait. Mm. And we're like 20 minutes behind. I'm like, okay, okay. We're, we're fine. They'll make up time in the air. Then we're on the runway. They're like, oh, there's been a delay. We got to wait the taxi. 10 minutes. 10 minute yeah, delay. Uh, then there was another because 15. They, because they were delayed, we had to wait longer to get approval for takeoff. Yeah. That's what it was. And so it's like, th- then what? there was another 15 minutes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we've lost like 40 minutes here. Mm-hmm. We take off. They try to make up as much time as they can, right? Then we land, and we circle the whole terminal because we're waiting for a gate to open because we were late, so the gate went to someone else. So then we finally get in, and it's like, boys, we got to be on that plane in like 16 minutes. And the worst part about that was Justice and I, of course, our carry-on was checked underneath. Like, oh, we'll grab it first for you. We were the last two pieces of luggage to come off, even though we were the last two to go on. Yeah. Like, we were literally probably the last two pieces of luggage to go underneath. So, it, it didn't make sense. It's like, where were they hiding this? Like, how did this whole whatever? So, we finally get our luggage. We're just sprinting, man. We're just going. Like, I don't think we've, it's, like. It's a good thing those, like airport treadmill things exist? Yeah, they, they have like those these, help a lot. The moving walkways, there was like three of them and each of them were like 40 feet long. So we're just like plowing through that and of course people are walking slow and it's like, excuse me, excuse me, I need to get by. Sprinting up, then we're going to go up these stairs. Then we're like, which way do we go? And I'm like, uh, I think we go this way. It's like it was a 50-50 shot because the signs were very confusing because yeah. we'd never been in O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And so, the other three were already way ahead because we yeah. had to check for the bags. So we spr- or wait for the bags. So we're sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And we have to go. It's kind of like a U shape. 
So we go underground, which spits you out on this part of the U. So if you're looking at me, this part of the U, then you go down, then over, then back up. And the airport's so big, they have a train that'll take you from one side to the other. But there wasn't enough time to get on that train. We just kind of had to run. So Justin and I are like sweating, just trying to get here. Get to the yeah, line. Sweating. I was, I was. They were boarding the plane as we got in line. It was like, Jesus Christ, thank God. It's like we got here in time. Like if we would have been delayed maybe another 15 minutes, probably would have missed our flight. That's mm-hmm. not even the worst part about this. The worst part is, not the worst part, another bad part, get up to the gate, right? DJ's ticket scans fine. DJ decided to check himself rather mm-hmm. than with the group because I was trying to check with the group. Because online I was like, I think if we check together, they'll put us in a group on the plane because they haven't assigned our tickets yet. Mm-hmm. So we get there, and I scan my passport. Get No, it's Jake scans his. It turns red. They're like, stand over here. We're going to check on this. Then they scan mine. Turns red. They're like, go over here. I'm like, well, the other two are with us. We're a big group. Mm-hmm. DJ's like, well, what's the holdup? And DJ just left. He said that and then left. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we... We wanted to put you as a group. That's why it held you like this. So here's your ticket. So all four of us got to sit together, and DJ had to sit all by himself. Yeah, the over entire there. flight, he was yeah. just by, by himself. He was like, I don't know why they did that. I'm like, well, because we reserved together. So mm-hmm. not reserved together, but we checked together. It was like the pre-check stuff. And yeah, that that's I, basically the whole story of how all the delays and all the stress that I worried about happened. I was like, next time we go, I'm going to look for like a two-hour layover. Yeah, I think the... If DJ would have checked in, like, as the group, if you would have just done the full check-in, the lady that was sitting to my right no. probably would have been DJ. No, he would have probably been next to Fluffs in the big row because the window seat was probably taken up. I mean, it, maybe. I had no ev- idea. From my understanding and the way it all seemed, like, almost everything was, like, a non-negotiable, like, no, they you could, pick your seat. No, if you went to A&A's website, you could pick your own seat. Okay. So it, it, I'm guessing she already had that reserve, but all the other seats. It was nice being in the aisle when you're six foot two and you have somewhat broad shoulders and the seats are kind of small because they kept bumping into me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They bumped into me again. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. Like they would have, A&A, probably the best airline I've ever rode on. I've rode on two or three airlines. A&A is probably the best, hands down. Uh, I still have their snacks in the other room. Yeah, gross. The the peanuts sucked. Uh. I, I had them. I had like a quarter of the bag and I was like, I can't do it anymore. It's nasty. I'm out, um, boss. The flight was really nice. The flight attendants were significantly more professional than the United. Like, I'm just. I think if you were to look up the definition of professional, ANA stewardess or flight attendants would mm-hmm. be right there. Yeah. Super nice, super professional, super courteous. The food was amazing. Like, well, it was amazing for flight food. Compare yeah. so you have United Airlines and they you know, they might get upset that we say this. It was terrible. Like I don't think I've had I've had in flight food before. I remember from a kid and I was like, Oh, it's all right. It's it's sad that we got A and A food first because you saw what it could be. Mm-hmm. And then you got like United food and it was like like I got the noodles or, or the pasta and it was like it's like they warmed up some noodles. So it was like soggy noodles because it's supposed to be pasta with cheese. And it's like they took like fine shredded cheese and just threw like a sprinkle on. Like both planes had their ups and downs. I think. Typically that's how they take off and land. Yeah. Like during the flight specifically, you know, United, the seats definitely felt more comfortable. 
they were both equally terrible. I felt like they were I, I both think bad. United was slightly better. better, but they were still bad enough that I was like, I want when my it, pillow. When it's like eleven hours, eleven plus hours, that slightly better makes a big difference. I feel like it also only being eleven versus like almost fifteen. You just have that mentality. Well, of, it was thirteen and or just shy of fourteen versus just shy of twelve. I believe. No, it was uh, it was like fourteen twenty versus you, picture. Verse uh, United back was supposed to be 11, and I think it ended up being like 10.45. Because they were booking it back, dude. They were going like 650 miles an hour. They were booking it back. Now there, we were against the wind the entire time. Yeah. So, um. no, no, besides that. So, United had slightly better seats. I still use my cushion. It was easier, I feel like, to sleep on the United flight back because all three of us were next to each other. Jake Fluffs and I, so I just basically kind of leaned on Fluffs a little bit to sleep. Mm-hmm. Versus flying there, you saw me try and sleep. I tried so many times, like fall asleep in my backpack. I get five minutes sleep. Five well, minutes sleep. We also did get the neck pillows. Yeah, we, the, the we neck, learned real quick the dude, neck pillow was important. My tailbone hurt so much the next day after landing that, like, I just took the opportunity to stand. Mm-hmm. I did like sixteen and a half miles a day. Just so I didn't have to sit. Like, even when everyone else is sitting at the restaurant, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to stand. My butt hurts. Hurts real bad. Yeah. Because we did. <laughs> we didn't eat McDonald's in the first day. I'm trying to think what's the first. We had that meat place. That's what it was. Because we meant improvised. Tokyo it. Butchers. Tokyo butcher, Butchers. They were like, what, two, blo- three blocks away? Yeah. They, they were basically on our way to the train station every time. Yeah. Uh, they were underneath the train tracks. Which was weird because when we were sitting in the restaurant, you could not really hear anything you could kind of but it was crazy it it wasn't connected so that was yeah but you would still kind of hear you know i mean Mm -hmm. it's a big train still going overhead but all in all flying to tokyo two out of ten would not recommend it and unless you had business like business Business or first class was when you can lay down because that's what jake said if premium economy because they have slightly more leg room and and the the seats are a little bit nicer the seats yeah are more cushioned and you have slightly more side room too yeah, like, because the middle section I, I was absolutely pay for. Well, the middle economy. section wasn't four seats wide; it was three seats wide, mm-hmm. which is why like, when you look down the cabin, it's kind of like a slight uh, yeah. angle in. Yeah, it curved a little bit. The United one was a smaller plane back. Yeah, I think we, it was. We uh, had four different planes, a different, entirely different planes. Yeah, so. To from Des Moines to O'Hare, I don't know what it is. It's such a small plane. I don't, but I think it's almost like a private jet size. Like, oh, it's way bigger than that. It was a small. It's imagine a seven thirty seven, but maybe half the capacity. So on our way from O'Hare to Japan, we were flying in a triple seven, mm-hmm. and then from Japan back to O'Hare, we were in a seven eighty seven, if I remember correctly. And I don't know what the two smaller planes were. Uh, the one the from w- Chicago to Des Moines was the back. smallest. No, oh sorry, to from Des Moines Chicago. to Chicago was the smallest. The one, yeah, uh, from to Chicago to Des Moines was like slightly bigger. Slight, it had yeah. one more row. Yeah, it had seats. one more row, and it was just overall a little bit nicer. Like yeah. the flight. I will tell you the worst. The worst flight out of all of them, out of all four flights that we technically took, the. O'Hare to Des Moines 
was probably the best because you're like, it's over. I'm going to be home in my family for well, like two hours. <laughs> except that part where we were backing out and then an axle breaks and we're like. No, no, an axle didn't break. Or, it's the, the actual tow bar broke. Okay. So the thing well, that they initially it. said like the tow bar axle or whatever. No, no, the like, tow bar that connects to the axle, the front. Because um, if an axle broke, you would know because the plane would go. <laughs> the plane would just down forward. So it's this big metal. suck, Yeah, though. I'm telling you. There was delay after delay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not hating on it. Jake was very mad when they're like, yeah, this, the tow bar broke. It, you know, we have to send a crew out. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. we've just been traveling and sitting in airports for basically because, 20 because hours. Because on the way back, we had a huge delay from you. It was like a two and a half hour delay. Mm-hmm. And, the and worst we part- already got there like two hours early or three the hours three hours early, early. So, so the rule of thumb was always like three hours it could have been two mm-hmm. i'm happy we got there when we did because we would have got there later the line got significantly longer yes so uh, we didn't have to deal with with uh what improv did where he showed up really early and i was seeing some of the pictures and he's like my my plane takes off in 16 minutes look at how many people there are yeah and it's like oh my god i know where that is you're not making the plane somehow he made the plane Somehow he got like on there. Well, he has, they were very efficient. He has a world pass. Oh, does he? So he doesn't have to go through half those lines. Oh, lucky him. So but next, that that main line that everyone has to go through yeah. at the very beginning, like he was backed nope, by the nope, United. You can cut through that. Uh, he didn't. If, if you have world pass and the face recognition, there were people that you cuts you in halfway through the line. Oh, I wonder so if he didn't realize or finally realized. No, he probably took a picture and then just went to the left and then. That's what we should do next time is definitely. I'm not saying we have to do World Pass because World Pass is, I think it's $100 every three to five years. I, I don't know what it is. I would do both TSA PreCheck and no, World Pass. World Pass counts towards TSA PreCheck. Oh, does it? So World Pass is accepted everywhere worldwide, but TSA PreCheck's only United States. So TSA PreCheck's like 60 bucks for three years, and I think World Pass is 100 bucks for three years. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go to Tokyo, you know, let's say once a year, or you want to travel way more on a plane, it just saves you so much time. Especially in Des Moines, it would have mm-hmm. saved so much time because they had, like, one person at the kiosk. I'm the only one that got stopped on the way to Japan. Yes. And yeah. uh, you and Fluffs were stopped on the way back. I was stopped on the way back, and I knew I was going to get stopped because the lady said, well, it's up to the supervisor if I could take my cream with me. Mm-hmm. So I bought some cream and... Japan's airport just to put on and that the people at the counter warned me, Oh, when you get back to the U S you know, they might not let you take it on the second plane. Cause it is a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's okay. I just need it. Now I put it on again, like halfway through the flight. Mm-hmm. And then when we landed, I was going to put it on again, but we were kind of like wanted to make sure we got there when we did because of all the delays. Cause we were supposed to have a four and a half hour delay in O'Hare because in my mind, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, we got to go through customs, blah, blah, blah. But then when we got there, like it, there was a two, it was like a two an hour and forty minute delay in Tokyo. So we got there and there's two hours left. He was like, "Oh, we'll be fine." I was like, "No, we won't." If we get stopped for any reason, Even both because we showed up to the gate. To put this in perspective, we had two hours left. By the time we went through everything, and got we had days. ten minutes before they started boarding. We were able to grab pretzels, come back, and then they were boarding. Mm-hmm. Which is why I was like, "Yeah, what? I grabbed pretzels, pissed, scarfed it down, boarded." Yeah. And it was like, we had to eat that fast. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I said, listen, we're that airport is huge. There's a lot of people to go through. Because he was like, oh, we'll be fine. I'm like, no, we won't. Like, there, there was, Would you go through Texas next time? 
Uh, I've never been through Texas airport, mm-hmm. but if I could somehow shorten the flight from America to Tokyo, I would. Like if they were to say, hey, it's a hundred extra bucks to fly out of LAX. So basically you do four hours from Des Moines to LAX. Then you only do like nine hours from like LAX to Tokyo. I don't think you can. I think pretty much the route we took is one of the shortest routes. Mm-hmm. Because they have to go up and over. Uh, well, from where we're at, we go up and over. Because the further you go south, the th- you know your equators get thicker. So, but I think uh, basically what you're doing is you're just trading how long you sit on your main flight to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I would probably do the Moines flight again. Now they have the butt pillow. Because the big thing was my tail, my tailbone mm-hmm. was just hurting. No, no. But when we got so it was a two and a half hour delay going back. This is going back home. Two and a half hour delay just in Tokyo because United messed up. Like, they even said, oh, we're sorry. We, we just had delays. We'll get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Fly back. And the amount of people on our plane back that the flight attendants had to tell. There was one flight attendant. I think her name was uh, Kennedy or Catherine, something like that. I have no idea. Uh, she was super nice. Like, she was telling people, hey, we're going to land. You're going to have an hour to get to your plane. You're not going to make that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if I rush. She's like, no. The amount of time you're going to have to wait to recheck your bag. So you have to recheck your bag. Mm-hmm. The amount of time you have to wait to recheck your bag and the amount of time you have to go through security in O'Hare, you're not going to have time. Yeah. And it was true. O'Hare security was just, even though it was pretty much like they asked three questions and that's it. Yeah. It, it was just it's so slow. fairly streamlined, like for what they can, but the airport is just massive. Like they only had like... Uh, they only had like six booths open for like 800 people, but you mm-hmm. get to Tokyo and there's 22 booths open for like 50 people. Yeah. The, uh, in Chicago, um, Jake, DJ and fluffs, they all somehow split off and it was just you and I again. No, that was the plan. Uh, I told them you guys go ahead. Cause the whole time, like when we landed, I was like, well, it, it ended up happening twice because I already brought it up before. It's, somehow in Chicago, we split up twice. No, the whole oh. reason was because I know you had cell service. I knew DJ had cell service. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to keep the two people with good service together. Okay. I mean, separate. So that's why I was with you. DJ was with them. And that was the whole point of when we got, when we were going to Japan, why we always sent Jake, DJ, and uh, Fluffs, and you and I stick together. Just so we always had cell service. Yeah. Well, uh, they got there using the train to our uh, terminal to head back. But let's emphasis. You have three ways you can get to your terminal. Mm -hmm. You can walk, which is, that's going to take you forever. Yeah. You can take the bus, Mm -hmm. which is what we took. And then there's this train, which is what the boys took. Yeah. Which goes all the way around. They had slightly more time and they took the train. We ran in, or... We ran into a random United. Was no, it? A, oh, uh, Fluffs was with us. Oh, that's right. It was Jake. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It was three of us. Yeah. Jake and DJ ended up well, going ahead. We got lucky because we got our check bags, started mm-hmm. walking up the steps where we need to go. And we ran into a random United guy that was standing at the top of the steps. They had mm-hmm. United employees kind of lined up, which I will say that's the one perk. United was prepared for this delay. Yes. The guy handed us a slip. He's like, you're going to want to go here. Mm-hmm. then go here, then go here. This is going to get you there the fastest. Trust me. Yeah. And I mean, it did. We got there in time. If yeah. we would have tried to take the train, I don't think we would have made no, it. No, we would have, we would have probably, 
we would have been probably the last people to board. Like we, if we took the train, there was probably a chance that we would miss it. Mm-hmm. The bus we cut straight through the middle. Yeah, on the bus. The bus got us there pretty good. I hated the people. I mean, we're complaining now, but we're complaining amongst a space that's not going to annoy people. That couple that was sitting there that was like pissed. They were upset. They were like, we're going to miss our plane. We're waiting on this bus. And they're taking out on that gal. And the gal finally just said, I don't drive the bus. Terminal 1's the furthest terminal away. It takes time for it to get back. And the guy's complaining like, we'll just cut across the runway. And I was in my mind, I was like, no, you can't cut across the runway. I mean, they legitimately do. It's just. No, no, you go under. The bus? So you the bus can go on the taxiway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go on the strip. Well, he wanted yes. them to go on the strip. And I was like, nah, Nate, nothing going on that strip yeah. minus planes or fire trucks. Well, yeah. So like, but still, the one, taxiway is it, like. It took us like six or seven minutes just to get to the terminal mm-hmm. on the bus. It's very big. I ended up yeah. uh, getting a picture of. Um, the bus? Oh No, of O'Hare, the terminal that we flew out of. Like. When you look at that, that's not even all of O'Hare. Here, show show the camera, so, and then I'll I'll actually insert it this time. I keep saying that, but I'm about to pull back. Yeah, it's huge. I'll probably put the actual photo on screen. Yeah, when flying in, it is huge. Yeah, because we we started getting f- slightly further away. I think it's like and, the third largest airport in the U.S. Because I think LAX is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Then whatever TWA's airport was, it got bought by someone else. That's the second biggest. And I think O'Hare's the third, and I think... JFK? Maybe JFK is second. I know O'Hare is third, and I think Texas is fourth. Like, Dallas is whatever their mm-hmm. port is. But it, it's crazy when you think about it, because, like, we got lucky we made it to all of our flights. But now, to be fair, United said if you did miss your flight, they would put you up in a hotel. That's what they were telling all the other people. Like, if you weren't able to make your flight on time... Well, they had a hotel built into the fucking... Yeah, I imagine that's the it's a Sheridan, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the hotel you would no, it's a Marriott in uh, O'Hare. It's a Marriott. Denver's the biggest. Denver's the biggest. Oh, uh, top whatever. ten busiest and biggest airports. Right, let's go with that one. I don't really um, care about busiest. I just want to know size because like like LA Atlanta, maybe is, I guess most passengers. We'll just run down the list. O'Hare, uh, LAX, O'Hare is three. Uh, so Dallas, LA- Fort Worth, Denver. So I got three out of the four. JFK, San Francisco. I mean, yeah, it's just going to go down the list there. But no, it was, uh, dude, did you see the size of uh, Haneda? No. Like when we were. So but Denver y- is overall size-wise is the largest in the U.S. Yeah. So Justice didn't go in Tokyo Tower with us, sadly. Uh, I'd say Tokyo Tower. Obviously, I mean, you might hate heights. I came with the best plan. If Justice came on or came up with us to Tokyo Tower, Jake and I came up with the perfect idea of like every couple minutes go up to Justice and be like, did you feel that? Did you hear that shift? Did you feel that shift? And then there was a one point in Tokyo Tower at the, like, not the top, 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 mm-hmm. but like the, there's the super top and then there's the middle. Mm-hmm. So we were in the middle waiting to go on our tour of the super top because they make you watch this video, this stupid cheesy video thing. Yeah. Uh, but in the middle, you're something like, I think it's like two, three. I don't know how tall it is. It's huge, like super high up, right? Mm-hmm. They have that glass on the floor that you can stand on and look down. I was like, nah, man. Nah, I've heard too many horror stories of like people testing this glass. Like, yeah, it's perfectly safe. And just one day it just gives. Because mm-hmm. like, unlike metal, glass will just give at a random point 
metal. I mean, sure, metal can just give, but still you're going to see like a slow bend and a snap probably. Yeah. I was not about to stand the glass. There was a little <laughs> this dad with his kids jumping on the glass. And I'm like, nah. And I saw the mother off to the side and she's just horrified that like dad's encouraging this behavior. And I was like, I'm with her, man. You're one step away from losing the entire family. I, I was fine not going up. I got cool pictures of the outside that you guys didn't get. You guys got kind of nice skyline uh, pictures, but it's whatever. I have DSLR photos of... I will say what's crazy. The reason why I bring up Haneda is like constantly. It was like maybe every 45 seconds you saw a plane fly by Tokyo Tower to go land. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how big is this airport, dude? Because it was flying south and mm-hmm. on a landing path. So I was like, it's definitely got to be a Haneda that they're going to. But it was crazy because you just look. It's like, yep, there's another plane. There's another plane. There's another plane. Just kept go, 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 go. Yep. But just seeing the endless metropolis that is Tokyo, which is crazy because it's like I tell people, or I told people, like, I never understood the concept as far as that I could see until I went there, and you get up to a certain elevation, you're like, oh, man, this really does just go, like, as far as that I can see. Yeah. I was trying to see. I took a couple pictures of Tokyo Tower. There's none with a plane in the background, though I did see a lot of planes. I, I say, well, if you're ground level, I don't think you're going to be able to see the planes. Anyway. You could see the planes. I mean, you could see them, but not as easily as Well, you. of course. But, like, they, they were still very noticeable. Like, yeah. as I was standing at the temple, like, I'm still close enough to Tokyo Tower to be, like, you know, it's a block yeah. away. So, like, the planes that were flying by were very, very noticeable. I will say, I only saw, like, two, like, shipment planes the entire time, like FedEx mm-hmm. or, like, UPS. And it makes me wonder, I wonder if a lot of those go to, like, Narita then instead? Possibly. Yeah. Tokyo Tower was probably it's some of the weirdest good food. Mm. They had that uh shrimp pizza. Yeah, I liked it. It was and then I had a teriyaki pizza that was like pork strips and like it was weird, dude. It was, I wasn't expecting there to basically be a store there. Well, I didn't the think base. there was anything there mm. until we walk in. I'm like, oh, there's like food and Bunch stuff. Bunch of here. shops. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of, like, I got some coins. It's, it's got great for trinket. souvenir stuff. Yeah, then I got a plush Tokyo Tower thing, and I was like, oh, shoot, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, But before we go too much more into Tokyo, what do you think? Number one thing. If you, so we're going to do this for another clip. So Tokyo, you're in Tokyo. You can only recommend do one thing, or top two things you would do in Tokyo again that you would recommend someone maybe new go and try. I know what oh, mine would be. The top two things? Yeah. If I had to tell people, hey, go do these two things, my top two is one, visit the main shrine in Kyoto. I, I forget the name. I'd have to go look it up on there. Mm-hmm. I would do the main shrine in Kyoto because it's going to give you a whole bunch of experiences on the way. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would highly recommend in Tokyo is go to a hole-in-the-wall bar. Just just walk around, find a bar, go in, get something to drink. Mm. There's like you like when we improvised took us and you walk we walked into that random bar, it was cool because like there are a lot there were a lot of foreigners that we saw from time to time because there was just a lot there. Yeah, but going three times and you just walk in and like the the second time I walked in solo, uh no sorry the third time I walked in was solo, and he saw me he was like oh you're back again no friends I was like no no friends this time and he it was packed so I just walked in had a. Basically not a shop, but like some sake. 
Mm-hmm. It was cool just hanging out with the locals because like a couple of them asked like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, America. They're like, where? And I was like, middle America. They're like, where? I'm like, Iowa. They're like, oh, it's like. They always want specifics. And then, yeah. Then. It's like you tell them Iowa. They're like, where? Middle, middle Iowa. Yeah. It, it was fun. Go drinking and go to Kyoto, the main shrine Kyoto. Those would be my top two. I probably could have like a top 10, but that's going to be a video. Uh, but if you had to my, recommend Justice Bowl Hall, what would you recommend? You just. Well, you've said your last name. Well, fine, I'll cut it out. I, I don't. I've never said my last name on here. You definitely have. The don't doubt the editor. I will doubt the editor. The editor can't remember what he did three days ago. Uh, walk around, especially at no. It's such a lame thing. Specifically at night, walking around at night is entirely different. Like for as busy as Tokyo is, the moment it hits like. 11 or 12 and you start like walking around the same areas it's so dead it it's a weird experience especially when it's a nice night out the just walk basically the entire city shuts off and it's super cool Maybe in, like, Akihabara, but, like, if you go to Ikebukuro or Shinjuku, like... Well, those are, like, party areas. Well, go down there, like, late at night. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun because all the lights are on. It's that whole cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, New York City lies when they say it's a city that never sleeps. 10 o'clock rolls around, everything's off. Yeah. So that's number one. Just walk around late at night. What's your number two? If you had to pick a second thing just to go do. It doesn't have to be your top, top thing, but if you had to recommend something, something... Something people should just do. It's it's also gonna refer to walking. I know it seems you kind walk of in Tokyo well, absurd. Well, uh, just specific, as no one walks in Tokyo. Specifically, like having an idea of areas that you want to go, of course, makes sense. One of the things that I did that uh, ended up being fairly fun for me, just kind of walking around, figuring, you know, finding stuff. Uh, I hopped on the train. And I randomly went up five stations, got off and walked around that area and just saw what was there. Doing uh, specific stuff like that, because you can always have the idea of like, we should go here, we should go there. But you're extremely limiting what you're seeing by going directly to a place instead of wandering. You are in the minority. Nah. By wandering around, you're still doing something. Yeah, but when you go, so you say when I went and did like one specific thing, you still wander around once you're done there. Like all the shrines I went to, hit a shrine, wandered around. That's how I found a second shrine, went to that. Then on my way back, because I went back just a different route, found like three or four more things to do. It's combining it. Like I didn't go directly there and went just directly back. I went there, you do the shrine, and then you walk around, maybe to like a convenient to get something to drink, and then you could just go find stuff to do. That's how I stumbled across like that fish I bought. I hit three shrines just going to the one. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, that sucked, dude. It was the, the shrine didn't suck. Nothing sucked. Going up to it, I was like, huh, Google Maps is telling me to go somewhere. And I'm like, where am I supposed to go? And then there's like a bush and then steps. I'm like, oh, I'll walk up. And then the old people are passing me on the steps. I'm like, dude, how? I'm, like, dying walking up these steps. It Like, when I say it was steps, I mean, like, there was a bench in two separate spots going up to rest while you walk. It was so high up. Mm. I hated it. I hated walking up there. Because you know why I hated it? 
Mm. Once I got to the top, I found out, oh, there's like a gentle slope that climbs up to get you here. Mm-hmm. That also had a convenience right next to it. I was like, oh, I could have stopped halfway through and got something to drink. Yeah. Oh, no, the, sorry. If I had to pick a third thing to do, yo, get food at the convenience, fire. Yeah. Get a C-1000. Yeah. Just kind of like not having any plan and just want wandering around was super fun. Like there was me going and doing the just five stops up. Hey, what's around here? Wandered around for maybe like an hour and 10 minutes. I didn't even check my phone during that time. It was just like, yeah, I'm on my way back. Once I was like, okay, I'm you know, here. these dudes talk about how uh, they never, like, I never answer my phone. I answer my phone at a reasonable time. I have, no, he doesn't. I, I have texted mo- him today at, where it's like, hey, I'm here. And then 11 minutes later, he's like, I'm on my way down. No. I'm sitting outside. Three minutes later, I have the proof. No. On my phone. I have a, I have a three-minute marker. Here, we'll go through that in a second. I have multiple instances where I got a text three hours later from these boys being like, oh, yeah, we're getting food right now. It was a group chat, and no one responded. So much so they started texting Fluffs individually. He's like, oh, yeah, we're here. I'm like, okay, cool. Hmm. But uh, at go- one point with Jake, him and I were wandering around. That's when where we got our uh, bags. Um, we, like, there was an entire market even further to the right where we had wandered, that was like shops galore and going, if we kept going north, just running into specific stuff. That's how uh, him and I ended up going to a Sakura festival, like just wandering right in the middle of it and hitting the food stalls. We didn't eat, but... It was one of those, like, once I saw the food stalls, I was like, holy shit, we're in the middle of a Sakura festival. I didn't realize, like, this was going on right you, now like, at all. Most temples we went to, when I was with, uh, I did a whole bunch of, like, solo things with, like, Chris and Improv, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun just because they just kind of wanted to wander around. I felt bad because, like, no, we're just here to do what you want to do. And I was like, oh, I feel bad that, like, you guys are just walking around kind of doing what I want to do. Because I asked them, like, I probably asked every 30 minutes, like, hey, what do you guys want to do? Oh, no, we'll do what you want to do. I was like, Ugh. Because the whole Kyoto Osaka thing, they're like, we're here to do what you want to do. I was like, oh, oh, I guess I'm getting too much into the trip because that'll be its own separate thing. Uh, here, I have the proof of four minutes later. Look at the last two texts. That's from when I received it, when I responded. By the way, that have you eaten part was me already down there. That's waiting the, for you to that's respond. That's a hundred percent. See, he, that's how he played the story. Like, oh, he texted me. He texted me eleven minutes later. No, the "Have you eaten?" was not a "I am here," because he texted before that. I'll head straight over. Then he wrote "Have you eaten?" And then five minutes later, he there's says, a nine-minute gap. By the way, yeah. How long uh, from work to here? Also, we'll ignore the phone call I tried to get from you, and then yeah. the gap between. So let's pull up this uh where I just here. had to give up and go, okay. Listen, man, that just hurts you even more because I got that phone call at 9.33 p.m. Mine says 32. So yeah, I arrived here. That doesn't change the fact he was like 15 minutes. Nah, man, I texted back at 9.38. So from it's the text, from the text minutes. that I saw, because I didn't see the call, from the text, it was four minutes. He's trying to argue the 10 minutes is to have you eat. That is not a I am here because his next text, his next text five minutes later is I'm here. Not the have you eaten. So you're just wrong, yeah, sir. Because I was waiting to have a response to decide whether I was going to go up to your place. He said he was or leaving. Down. Then he said, have you eaten? 
And I was still cleaning there was up a nine some minute stuff. gap. No. No, because you originally said from, there was from no. You said it was a fifteen minute gap from when you said you were here. You weren't here. He's changing his no, story. Hold on, play the there tape. Is, there is a nine minute gap from when I said I'll head straight there to have you eaten. Yep, that is not. I am here though. Your argument was you said you were here, and then you had to wait fifteen minutes. That's I, what I'm arguing now. You're I had arguing to wait a new point. Minutes. Because I was waiting for a response, and eventually I just had to be like, hey, I'm here. Which, by the way, like even I waited outside of his door for like three minutes. No, the 10 minutes is not from, see, now it's changing. You just argued it was 10 minutes, and you argued I'm here. That was only four minutes from that. Sent two text messages and a phone call and eventually got a response. No, he sent one text message that he's here and a phone call. But that still only makes it five minutes, not 15. So a third of the time. See, it's not that Mm -hmm. bad. Especially when I'm cleaning and getting stuff ready and all this. I mean, specifically the entire thing was overall like plus 10 See, minutes folks. of me waiting. See, he's, now he's saying plus 10 minutes that he's been waiting. Nah, nah, man. From your text, that's on you though. That's not you, on me. You never responded a to a text min- message until after a second text message and a phone call. No, he's arguing, the second, saying, he's arguing the second text message on there. Okay, uh, 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 here's my text. Oh, there's like uh, three texts here. I'm waiting for a response. What the hell? That's you. I'm talking about you, me sending you multiple texts. I was at after. work. That's different. Oh, you I know had, I'm I off. had the wait. See, I told you. Your original argument fell apart, man. No, it didn't. Settle down. Absolutely not. Settle down, Rudy Giuliani over there. Absolutely not. You know no. it doesn't take 15, 20 minutes to get from work to here. Yeah, it takes about 11 to 12. Not if you take the direct route that I did. I mean, your route's different. Nine minutes. No. So his original, we won't go too much further into this argument on here because your original argument, you were just wrong. And he can't admit that. Then he changed it. Then he was still wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. You said, you had to wait 15 minutes. You said, you said that you were here and you had to wait 15 minutes after you text me saying you were here. You never text me you were here until four minutes and. Four minutes before I text back. So it was four minutes. I'm sorry that uh, you don't know how to text. 100% on you, buddy. 100% on you. No if, ands, or buts. No. All right. But besides that, yeah, there's some figures you can see back there. I cleaned up the desk from last time, what you guys saw. All the snacks are just sitting in another room because I need to find a bag and throw it all in and just leave it in the closet. Those Dude. are just going to go bad if you do that. What? No. Just throw it in a bag and throw it in the closet. Well, the pantry on there. It's going to sit there. I mean, I'll probably snack on it here and there, but I'm bringing them to work Wednesday. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's why I originally said that's why I got so many snacks. I was going to bring like, you know what I should do? Put all the shitty snacks in the first batch that I bring. And be like, yo, guys, these things are great. Like the the bean paste. They'll just mochi. think you have shit taste. They, I mean. think that anyways, but. Listen, I, I got shit taste in friends. Uh, the bean paste stuff, the bean paste Kit Kat is probably the worst thing I've ever had. You guys never ate it last time? Dude, it was, I wanted to throw up after eating it. It was that bad. And I let Ed sniff it and Ed almost threw up on the floor. You know, cats give that like a kind of thing. That's exactly what Ed did when he smelled it. I was like, I know, buddy. That's fucked up. Red bean paste is, well, I was like, you know, cats will eat like disgusting things all the time, but sometimes something's good and they'll be like, oh, no, this is disgusting. I was like, maybe Ed will like to smell it. He was like, nah, man, I ain't about that. I bet if I left that on the floor, he would eat it. Not no. that I would, but. No, it's chocolate. He would He would definitely eat anything that's in front of him. 
don't don't give animals shit. No, I think if we go back, uh, if we go back, number one thing, I don't know, man. I need to find a way to get that flight. Like, I don't want to do another 14, almost 15-hour constant flight. You should just take a bunch of melatonin. Dude, I, I was trying, man. I was trying to put myself out. I only, no, put this in perspective. Did you take melatonin? No, put this in perspective. I only got three hours of sleep the night before. I was like, I'll mm. just stay tired. We'll get on the plane. I'll pass out. I was so physically exhausted and uncomfortable that, like, I almost threw up after I ate the second dinner. Like, I got it. I was like, I'll just take it. Maybe I'll feel better when I eat it. Started eating, and it was like I just physically, that's why I gave away half of the dinner because I was like, I just felt sick from the, like, exhaustion of being up for, like, I think by the time I went to bed, I'd been up for, like, 40 hours. I'd just been up constantly. Don't do that. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Jake and I stayed up the entire flight there. And then, like, I did, to too. I, I got two five-minute naps. No, you, you definitely napped a little bit more than I think you did realize you did. No, the remember there were multiple times you guys were talking shit and I'd give you the finger because I couldn't fall asleep. My head was down, but I could not fall asleep because my tailbone was in such pain from that flight. Definitely look asleep here. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, no. Yeah, that one I think I was uh, actually asleep for a couple minutes. Yeah. But uh, that was no, like... the, the neck pillows, 100% saver. And then the, the cushion was... That, that's when we were directly over the ocean. Yeah. See, when you're up above the clouds, it's like, oh, you're not going to look at this vast ocean that we could just fall apart in at any moment on there. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but we, to be fair, we took like the safest airline in history, I think. I think ANA has the, no, I think Japan Air has the best track history as far as accidents per number of flights. Mm. But Japan, Japan Air also does cargo flights too, like FedEx and UPS. Mm. That's about all I got this week. I'm Matt. That's Justice. Do you have anything else to add? No, that'll be it. We're uh, definitely going to go back to Japan. Yeah. But that's about it. Unless there's a world war somehow. I don't know. And then I'm definitely going back to, back to Japan, and then they can't stop me. I'm not leaving. They'll force you out. No. The draft will come. I'll for bring you. the guns. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You'd be like wave eight of the draft. Mm-mm. We'd have to lose like, I think it's like 12 million soldiers in combat. That'd be a lot. I ain't yeah. got to worry about it. I, I'm at That's Justice. Make sure you check our cross-examining other channel. And uh, that's all I got. Bye. Bye.